here and ain't no wannabes here With some not so nice advice for your writing career To be clear, no punches will be pulled But the punch may be spiked How they like before they get on the mic To my left we got the mighty Mer Lafferty And if I piss her off, believe me, she'll come after me And her co-host Matt Evan Wallace on the right Yes, she may be half as hype as she could take him in a fight So settle in, folks, buckle in and boot up Time to meddle in a way to make your writer shut up It's hard work, but the perk is that it's fun and exciting Facebook will still be there when you're done writing Ditch Diggers! Ditch Diggers! And this is going to be a low-key Ditch Diggers because I'm recovering from uh, recovering from NaNoWriMo still. Doing a lot better than last week, but still. Um, let me check in with chat. Hey, Daniel, thank you for the resub. Why can't this scroll? There we go. Okay, I'm getting it. Shard is here. Hello. Preemie's here. Hey, Preemie. I feel like I've talked to you, but that's just because I set up something to mail to you today, and I haven't really- you've not received it yet, so there's only been, like, just me talking into the void. All festive for the season? Yes. Um, I enjoy this little Christmas jumper, as it's called, pattern. Although it's supposed- this is supposed to be for the intermission, so I'm guessing the little, uh, the little thing up- the little window up there is supposed to be- where is it? See, I can't do this. Terrible weather person, if I were a weather person. The thing up there is, uh, I guess it's supposed to be the game that I'm pausing? I don't know. But I have two windows here, and so I figured I would, uh, just put some- something festive up there. Um... Numbering and shit. Hello, kids are asleep. Yes. Uh, I realize I have not posted anything in a month to the regular feeds. I don't know what number this is. I'm... I need to get back organized. Daniel's here. Thanks again for the resub. Um, haven't read anything since Nano ended. Yeah, same here. I haven't... Yeah. <laughs> Although, those of you on the Discord will know, uh, will have heard this, but... I, of course, got this idea about two... Uh, two months early, or two months late, rather. I got the message, got, got this idea two months late, which is, like, to do a, uh, writing book based off of Evil Mer called Why Haven't You Written That Book Yet? Or Have You Written That Book Yet? What did I say? It was a little bit meaner than that. Maybe when are you gonna get off your ass and write that book? Something like that. And I thought, this was the perfect gift for the writer in your life, and it's the fifth, so I'm probably not- and I ha still have a book due, so I'm probably not gonna get that written and ready to go by Christmas. <laughs> oh, fun times. Uh, making notes in my writing journal and tracking down crits in my mad scientist novel. Great, Underpope. I managed to write some yesterday, but I'm not happy with parts. Who cares, Shard, you wrote! We're all very happy for you writing. Shauna's here. Angry versus worried. Big mood, yes. Hello, Joseph Aldred. Welcome. Good to see you. I'm opening my ink vent calendar. It's all very exciting. Yes, it is, isn't it? Tell me what you think. I think, um, you will have gotten one of the really pretty shiny ones by now. I can't remember what order they all came in, but I do remember the first, like, five I opened, there was one that was absolutely gorgeous. My parents' internet is terrible, but I will be here for what I can. It's good to see you, Fire Rider. We're glad you're here. When are you going to finish that book is what I said on Discord. Thank you, Daniel. Solar Storm may be the most beautiful ink I've ever seen. Yes, it's Sol Solar Storm is the one I was thinking of. It's absolutely gorgeous. Doing an exercise by making a generic outline based on the beats in books I really like. That is interesting. Um, how far in are you and how is that going? Because I'm very curious. I was uh, watching Dash and Lily this weekend. Did the music just stop? Did the Christmas music just, just cut out? Why? It's not, it, it's... 
Did I do something wrong? Oh hell, who cares? I don't know. I don't know what made the music stop. Sorry. Um. Anyway. Talk more about that exercise. I'm ten, ten chapters in. How do you guys swatch inks without wasting ink? Well, I did it based on what you suggested last month, which is just I dipped a Q-tip in and smeared it on a page. Um, I knew where my novel should end, but I'm not so sure now. I love Dash and Lily, although I was amused by the choice of Fairy Tale of New York as part of the soundtrack. I think that was purposeful because, you know, Dash has a very negative view of Christmas, so his the Fairy Tale of New York is going to be a much more appropriate Christmas song for him. It doesn't help that I have a character I was originally going to have to be the villain, but I think I stumbled into an interesting redemption arc. You know, that's what pantsing's all about, Charlie Brown. A lot of writers have their own templates for their novels, even if they more or less repeat. Structurally, they're still fresh because the details change. It was not you who suggested it, but that's super smart. Excellent. I, well, someone else mentioned it on the stream. Because I said I don't know how to do the pretty shiny swatches because someone was asking to see the swatches. So they, that's what they suggested. Um, anyway, uh, where was I going? Oh, right. I was watching Dash and Lily and um, it's a Netflix. It's it's a TV show, but it's like limited run. It's It's got a beginning and end. Um, it's a very clever... Uh, epistolary love story but one of the unexpected themes is you fall in love with the person in your mind um and the reality is probably going to disappoint you and the different the, the fact that the story goes darker it goes darker earlier than I expected. And I, and I don't mean that dark in a bad way. It's just there's more conflict than I like a boy I don't know. And it's it's good conflict, but it, it starts earlier than I expected. And I was trying to look in, look and see that, um, kind of take some notes on how that worked for the episodic thing I want to work on when I'm done with the book. Um, Premium uses a Q-tip stick. Daniel just dips a finger in and tastes it. Wait, that's not good advice. Yes. Thanks, Evil Tan, says Shauna. Yeah. Um, so that, that, the Kids Are Asleep's version is, seems to be a lot more structurally sound because I'm going off a TV show, but it did have me thinking about structure. Um, Although, if you have seen Dash and Lily, as a mother, the last scene does not appeal to me at all. <laughs> it just doesn't. It just, it's just a... Yeah, it does not appeal to me. Um, yeah, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's it's... It's one of those things where, and I've been thinking about this too lately, when people do, um, uh, sorry, email distracted me, when people write foils, and I'm calling them foils specifically um, because they're like, they're people who, um, they're like the the alternate love interest or they might actually be the person someone's in a relationship with but they don't um but they're not bad people you know you've got a lot of these you know i one one thing i'm working on is is sort of 
making fun of Christmas romances because the person the heroine is with is always just like card cardboard evil man, no depth at all. And it's more interesting when actually someone is not that bad of a person. I also watched Love Hard this weekend, which also has a an alternate love interest who's a pretty good guy. They just have nothing in common. And you can tell that they, they, they're not compatible, but it's like... Do, do people need that, yeah, screw the evil guy, get with the good guy? Do they need that sort of catharsis? Because I'm, I really like it when it's just, it doesn't work. One place I don't like it is Sleepless in Seattle, because they're really, I don't know. There's nothing really wrong with Bill Pullman, and he's... They seem to get along well, and... Yeah. Also, if anybody is uh, engaged in a Christmas movie, they're going... They're, they're, their fiancé is going to be someone who's terrible or bland, um, and not... It's, it's not going to work out. They're going to find the true love of their life. I started to watch... I think I might have mentioned this last week. It's the sleeping one. Sleeps, no sleep till Christmas or something. It is the most boring and most un unbelievable Christmas movie I've ever seen. Ever. And that's a that's that's a high bar. Um, I will believe in Santa Claus before I will believe that a woman falls asleep besides a strange man, cures her insomnia, and then decides this is what I need to sleep next to this stranger. I it I, I just yeah. And that also uses the... Oh, that's right. I talked about this on the Discord because I talked about the hot doctor trope. The hot doctor trope is where you've got a guy who is very handsome, successful. Usually... Well, no, it's always a doctor. A doctor of some sort. I don't know why, but it's always a doctor. And uh, he's, he's usually very, very devoted to the woman and she dumps him for usually um a kind of sloppy looking guy who works in a bar or a complete asshole um the, the movie where keanu reeves was hitting on diane keaton and she dumps him for jack nicholson I, I don't, I don't, I, 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 I just don't, that's when I started thinking about the hot doctor trope, and then I saw Sex in the City, and uh, Miranda had a hot doctor boyfriend, and dumped him for her ex-bartender boyfriend, and then I started, like, looking for the hot doctor trope, and it happens again in this, no, uh, no sleep till Christmas where you've got this guy who's he's, he's kind of cool. He stands up for a waitress who's getting harassed by their boss in the bar, but he really doesn't have much of a personality that you, you feel like you want to unpack. And you can tell they're going to get together while she's going to be dumping her hot doctor boyfriend. And, uh, Something's got to give. Thank you, Daniel. I just, I hated that movie so much. And it's not just because I am a huge fan of Keanu Reeves. Um, I always wonder who these movies are for exactly. Are they to make women feel better about the men who neg them? I don't know. I don't know. 
Did Jack Nicholson pay someone to write that movie? That could have happened. Uh, kids are asleep, hate sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Rudinell is a gay man. I have to say no way in halibut would I dump Keanu for Nicholson. That's not enough good booze in the world to think that's a good idea. And the thing was, Nicholson had no redeeming qualities. None. It's not just that he was an older man who's not that attractive. He was an asshole. He was an absolute asshole. And you've got, I mean, how many young, hot doctors go for older women? So you've got Keanu Reeves hitting on her. And uh, I, I just don't get it. There was, um, around the time that came out, City of Heroes was uh, hot and I was playing it. And so I I'd made a character called Hot Doctor and he was a healer. And his uh, battle cry was, have dinner with me. Because that's what Keanu Reeves writes on the note to give to Diane Keaton. Um. So it was a lot of fun to run around, run around this, this city of heroes world with hot doctor yelling, have dinner with me. Um, look at every Woody Allen movie. Yes. Hey, K. Kimmy. Good to see you. I'm behind on my Lego Star Wars advent calendar. If I go quiet for a while, it's because I'm playing with Lego. Okay. Kind of the guy I wish I could find. Nicholson is the guy I wake up to next after a weekend of bad choices at the bar. Oh no, Arunadel. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. But I got way, way off topic. Uh, we were asking the kids. Well, I guess it's okay because kids are asleep. Wasn't uh, was lurking anyway. But um, what? To tell us more about the the structure thing that you're working on. Because I'm interested. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been work. I said this was a metacast. I've been working on my scheduling for the new year with, uh, Tim, my assistant, and we've been talking about finances and stuff. And I think I'm going to have to step back the official, I should be writing, um, feeds Ditch Diggers will probably stay kind of the same? I don't know. We'll see. It's kind of up in the air right now. Um, I have no, like, drastic plans to change anything. But, uh... And I, and I need to plan November better. It kind of fell apart. I, if, if you weren't around, I did succeed in NaNoWriMo for the first time ever in my life. And I gotta say, when I released episode 30 in the uh, Patreon-only podcast, I got so many comments from people congratulating me. And I usually don't get comments on the notes that I send out. So it was actually very surprising to me that a lot of people responded. And I really appreciated that. So thank you, everybody who responded. It, it meant a lot to me. Joey T. Badger, subscribe for 12 months, a whole mer year. Thank you, Joey. Kids Are Asleep says, I am taking a series I enjoy that I think has a structure that works for stories. And I want to tell stories I want to tell and going book by book, making a set of overall guiding principle notes and character breakdowns with generic descriptions of what happens. Interesting. I'm sorry, Underpope. I hope the kitten recovers. Are you, you're dealing with six, right? Congrats on NaNoWriMo victory. Thank you, Joey. It was, uh, it was a lot. <laughs> I wrote 15,000 words in three days. It kind of fried my brain a little bit. Um, I did Preptober well this year, but only managed to plan half a novel, and unsurprisingly, I only wrote half a novel, and need to figure out where to go next. Yeah. Need to figure out where to go next is, is kind of my middle name. It's very awkward and did not fit on my birth certificate. I have friends who, um, very cynically 
this was years ago, uh, went went through the top 10 YA best-selling books and wrote down all the plot points and tried to cynically come up with their own plot based on those 10 books' plot points and were annoyed to find out that they actually came up with the idea for a pretty good book. I mean, there's a reason the YA stuff works. It's it's compelling. Sometimes when I have the half novel finished, I go back to the beginning and rework and re-outline before moving forward. Yes, I have. I do that frequently. I've done that with this book, actually. And it doesn't mean you can't be creative with it. Yeah. No, it's it's it gives you a better sense of what you're standing on and then lets you um, have a clearer sense of where to go from there. So thank you for that uh, feedback or, or update, Kids Are Asleep. As you go through more books, I'm curious to know what, what else you come up with. I assume all the books have similar structures. I know Gail Carriger has a very detailed uh, plot point beat sheet for romance. Um, I don't, I, I can't post it. I don't have permission, but uh, it is very detailed and very interesting the way she puts all that together. Um, but there, Jamie Gold has free stuff posted. Okay, cool. Thank you. Feel free to link to that if you want to. I'm curious, what do y'all think about a clown as an antagonist? Has being such as Pennywise and the Joker ruined the clown character? I have been... I don't think anything's ruined. I think no, no trope is ruined. No cliche is ruined, even. It, it all depends on how you attack it. If you try to write a different kind of Pennywise or a different kind of the Joker, then yes, that's not good. But if you actually come up with your own character, then sure, why not? I went to the comic book store yesterday and I got um, the the big collection of Die by Kieran Gillian, and I can't wait to jump into that. And, and part of the reason I love it is because it is a tired trope that he just pulls off and makes amazing. And um, what I really want to know is how you sell that to an editor. Because again, Die is pretty much about Remember that 80s TV show, Dungeons and Dragons? It's that. Um, it's But it's the kids as adults. And years ago, they were in a role-playing group. And they go into the world that they created and have adventures. But it's a lot darker than that. And they're kind of messed up adults instead of wide-eyed adventuring teenagers. So, um, But it's pretty much Dungeons and Dragons dark. And I don't know how you sell that. I really don't, because it's... There, there's another one. I've really gotten into Paul Tremblay's uh, comics. Not his uh, not his um, licensed ones. Although I'm sure they're great. Um, I just don't have interest. But um, Something is Killing the Children and The Nice House on the Lake are the two ones that I'm just very into right now. And... Again, something is killing the children. The basis is there are monsters and a female monster hunter with a little familiar who's a stuffed toy and, a, and an asshole shows up to f save them. And it is a horror book and it's quite gory. But that's it. That that That's all. And, and yeah, you can get into the more deeper aspects of the secret society she's in or the boy who is suffering from 
not only survivor's guilt, but also other people in town are like, why are you the one who survived? So he's getting, like, suspicion cast on him. And there's all that. But when you give somebody the logline, how do you sell that and make it good if you're using an idea that people think is tired? But if you're an amazing writer, you can totally pull it off. I'm curious about that. Thank you, kids are asleep. We've got uh, Jamie Gold, J-A-M-I gold.com is where the kids are asleep is suggesting we go for worksheets for writers. Uh, chat says, I think it just depends on how you write the character. Yeah, I still think clowns could be evil. Terrifier has been a huge success, although I don't know anything about it. It sounds too scary even for me. Why not clown as the protagonist? Hey, Southpaw, good to see you. He's a clown as his comfort zone, but the bad guy, it's not a major character element. Okay, so clown is like his mask? I suppose that's the case in any clown situation. Anyway, um... But yeah, my my December will be finishing the book, and and I'll be streaming. I'm not sure how how much of this will end up in the feed. I haven't put a ditch stickers in the feed for a while, so I should probably do something, especially because Cameron was nice enough to uh, pause her very chaotic life and um come on last week. And I don't know how much. You know, it's it's not my story to tell, but since we all knew that, that Cameron's spouse was in the hospital having some serious stuff going on, um, I think it's safe to say that he's home. So, I mean, he is home. I'm just saying, I th I'm just going to say, if anybody was worried, she's uh, that is an update that, that he is home. And um, that's a happy thing. But yeah, we had Cameron on last week. I'm guessing the fact that Karen Gillian has a lot of prior successes to back him up when he says, trust me, it'll be cool and different. Guessing that helps. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, fair. I wonder what it's like to be like that. Trust me, I got it. It'll be awesome. I mean, I've got a short story coming out soon. That is a um, a transcript of a woman sending in a um, reality show audition tape or video, I should say. That'll be out in a couple of weeks. Oh, to be an author who could just get away with writing whatever idea they want, yeah. Well, like Cameron and I were talking about last week, we cherish editors. Good editors, they're they're very important. And I, I know I'll never get King Rice, that turfy wizard person, um, levels of fame and success. But, um. I hope I never get so big in my head that I think I don't need editing because I do. I seriously do. We had the editor conversation. Editors are great. Yes, Preemie. Granted, you want a good one. I've had a bad copy editor before and that is a nightmare. That is such a nightmare. But, uh, overall. Yeah. Good editors worth their weight in gold. If you, if you're self-publisher and you have the funds, um, hire a freelance editor. It, it, it will 
it, it will make your book better. Like the real trick is just getting people who will buy anything you write, no matter what, like Stephen King. Yes. I would hope the more successful a writer becomes, the more grateful they would be to their editor. Yeah, Southpaw, and yet, you know, instead of having goodwill toward people and being friendlier during Christmas, everyone seems a little bit crankier, so... A lot of times, the world goes in a different direction than we hope. Relatedly, I just saw a tweet showing one of my upcoming books in ARC, and I am horrified that it's raw manuscript right out of my keyboard note edits. Isn't it like... Isn't it... it hasn't it had at least enough edit to call it a final draft? I mean... Mine are, are pre-copy edit post-final draft. No. Oh, no. Preemie. Oh. Okay. Maybe you write really clean first drafts? Maybe? I will diminish and go into the West. I'm so sorry, Preemie. Yeah, cringe. There was something else I was going to bring up. Pass the rum. I am opening my rum advent calendar right now. And um, it is a spiced rum advent calendar. And it is so far delicious. So I'm enjoying that. Passes rum and kitten. Yes, shards. Uh, I think Underpope should be the one passing the kitten because Underpope is fostering six. My calendar has a little penguin going on adventures. Wow. What kind is that? Oh, hallelujah. I'm sorry. I sent somebody a, um, a package to their hotel. It was supposed to arrive on Saturday, and it did not. And he's like, we're going to the ho we're going to the airport in two hours. Do you have any idea where it is? <laughs> uh, I have to respond to him. One moment, please. Talk amongst yourselves. Hey, Starving, good to see you. Okay, good. Pancake the Pagan's Christmas Adventure, available at the huge online that has grabbed all the local stores. Okay, wow. Oh, that's fine, Daniel. You could have blamed it on a cat. No one would think anything of it. How do you get writing done with that much cuteness in your house? Where does one get a good advent calendar? They're, they're, they're everywhere now, especially... Um, it's probably too late to get one on Etsy. But next year, check Etsy. You can get all sorts of advent calendars. There are a lot of online retailers who have, have advent calendars. For example, there's um, the Spirit Company. Uh, I think just look for the Spirit Co. And they have a whole bunch of... Uh, they're a British company, but... They um, they will ship to the U.S. And they do all of the alcohol advent calendars, which are lots of fun. They usually have, like, really high-quality stuff peppered throughout the month. I know one year my husband got a 50-year-old um, scotch in the Christmas Eve, uh, in the Christmas Eve box, or door. And he saved that one for a special occasion. Um, but yeah, on Etsy, people will do all sorts of advent calendars. Adagio Teas has a tea advent calendar, which I've done once, but I'm very picky with my teas and they just throw anything in there. So it's like, there are lots of 
fruity teas and and harsher teas that I don't like the taste of and stuff. So uh, I don't find that. But if you if you're adventurous with your tea, Adagio has a tea advent calendar. Um, there are all sorts of Lego advent calendars. There's Star Wars branded, Harry Potter, Marvel, City, Ninjago. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, I a TikToker I watch has uh was just posting that she got the I can't pronounce it. Who's what's the crystal company? Swarovski. Swarovski. Somebody help me. It's, it's, um, Swarovski. Did I say that right? Anyway, they have an advent calendar. It apparently costs $1,000, which sounds like a lot, but there are some of the booze advent calendars cost a lot more than that. And my husband and I have, have made the decision that no matter how wealthy we become, we never want to be the kind of people to drop $15,000 on a rare whiskey advent calendar. That's just not the people we want to be. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy Lego calendars. Cool, Daniel. Um, your wife got a jigsaw puzzle. You get a section of it every day and it becomes one big picture at the end. That's cool. Um, also, I sent one to Numbers Ninja that has... Um, Little scientific experiments for every day. Um, yeah, so it's you just you just gotta look around. They have all sorts of advent calendars, so many different kinds. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people on Etsy have dice advent calendars, which I. Because I make my own dice now, I really had to resist. What is diamond art? There's, um, it's one thing I'm trying to figure out because I have two friends who have, who, who have, are big enough on TikTok to get it. Um, TikTok sent a lot of their big streamers, um, and not, well, not Advent because it's for all of December, but, uh, a, a thing you open every day and I guess they want you to stream every day, but it's like, they, it, it's just stuff like, there's been a cake spatula and some stickers and a headband and I don't think it's themed in any way. It's just stuff. I don't know. I mean, when I make, when I would make the advent calendars for Numbers Ninja, I would put a little more thought in there. Um, an advent calendar that each day comes with some small item and a writing prompt to go along with it. That is interesting, Daniel. I like that. Oh, plastic gems with adhesive on the back that you place in patterns to make things. Oh, like... Mosaics? That's cool. I want a magic holiday calendar like the one in the movie that Cat Graham was in, the holiday calendar. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, the, the magic holiday calendar. That one, um... That one also had a love, a, an alternate love interest who was just kind of, meh. I mean, the worst thing about him was he works, at, he volunteers at a homeless shelter to look good, and he laughed when she said her advent calendar was magic, which the first one, okay, it's, it's very Tahani from The Good Place, but still good stuff's getting done, and the second one is just, what reasonable person wouldn't do that? <laughs> I mean, yeah. The audience knows it's magic, but I think most people would just, uh, yeah. But anyway, the holiday calendar is a fun movie. Uh, 
Yeah, this really isn't a ditch digger stream. It's just me talking to chat again. Sorry about that. I should, uh, I should take ideas for my, why haven't you finished that book yet? Uh, book. Annabelle Lee. JU1. I'm wel welcome and thanks for the follow. Um, if you, if I'm saying your name in a way that you don't prefer, let me know. Um, I gave, I gave you a few ideas in the discord for the book. Thank you. Make it a quotes calendar. That would be so cool. Um, what do you mean a quotes calendar, Firewriter? Yeah, this is like this is an idea. I'm so mad that I got on December fifth. I mean, I can't do an advent for you guys. I can't do. I'm not gonna get a book, even a chat book. I'm not gonna get that put together in time. I don't know. The ones where you rip off a page every day. Oh! A day-by-day -day calendar. I don't know if I can come up with 365 pieces of bad advice, and I don't know how easy it is to to uh, self-pub a page-a-day calendar. That seems like it would be a lot of work. Go with an idea now and save it for next year. Yeah, I'm going to make all sorts of notes, like how to do NaNoWriMo next year or how to handle November next year. And, um, uh, yeah, sorry. And now an idea for the holidays. I'm sure you could find 365 pieces of bad advice. 12 Days of Evil Myrrh. Okay, so does that start on Christmas the way 12 Days of Christmas is supposed to start? Christmas through Epiphany? Or the 12 days leading up to Christmas? Because the first one would be easier because I'm going to be out of town for part of January. I should be writing this shit down. Now I've got Fairy Tale in New York playing in my head. It's uh if you haven't heard it, it's is it by the Pogues or just Shane McLaughlin? I can't even remember. The the lead singer of the Pogues. It's either the Pogues or the lead singer of the Pogues. And the first line is, It's Christmas Eve in the drunk tank. And it's uh very it's a very bitter kind of I gave you my youth and you wasted it, and, and now it's Christmas. <laughs> it's so yeah, it's fun. But it being the Pogues, it's jaunty. Kind of like the Smiths with Johnny Mar, fun Johnny Mar guitar. Um, good to see you, Southpaw. Thanks for dropping in. I think the Guardians of the Galaxy Holly special on Disney Plus started off with that song. Wow, that, that fits, I guess. I came in here with pens, and they're gone. I try to keep this desk clean. A, because it's my streaming desk, and B, because, well, I mean, I'm not here a lot, so how can I manage to screw this up? Alright. So we got, we got the November plans. November, whatever that's gonna be. Uh, those of you who are, are Patreon supporters, how did you find the daily podcast? Tell me uh, if you liked them. I blame your non-existent cats for absconding with pens. Okay. <clears throat> the, um... All of you cat people will appreciate this, that last night... Uh, my dog had a day of bad stomach stuff, which for most pet owners know that this happens. This kind of thing happens. You don't get worried. But she's on a lot of medication now. Um, mainly for pain and but also for sedation because she has to be calm because of her busted up knee. 
And so if she has a, once she throws up her pills, we're not supposed to give them to her again because we don't know how much she's absorbed. So she had a day where she threw up both breakfast and dinner, so she didn't get any meds at all that day. And the next day, we got we got a, a reminder of, of what our dog's like when she's not sedated. And I think uh, it's still taking a little while to bring her back down now that she's keeping stuff down again. And um, last night, I we have an invisible corner in my house. Okay, we have more than one, but, uh, you know, it's it's the corner that's messy, and you look at it, and you think, I'll deal with that some other time, and then you just don't see it. You, that's that's why it's an invisible corner. It's, a, it's just a mess. I have some uh, embroidery projects over there, and apparently, for some reason, my dog, dog people, loves embroidery floss. She loves it. And last night, it's like she was just looking for something to get into, and she got into the embroidery floss, and we had a a very entertaining fight. It was not a fight fight, but there was a struggle getting it away from her. That was fun. Okay. Um, people did love the uh, daily podcast. I'm really glad, guys. It was It was a lot to do. Like the tips and prompts in the descriptions. Looked forward to them. Hey, Hossarian. Thank you very much. Hey, sometimes you gotta know when to make that decision, too. You mean like my craft room currently? Shauna, I've seen pictures of your craft room. It is very... It's, it's like... I know you had your great disaster in there, but it's still better... Um, organized than mine. There. Got the snow starting again. Please give Rosa pats for us. I will. Pretty sure my house is nothing but invisible corners. Yeah. I only did listen to day 30 this year, but I liked it. Ah, uh, the embroidery floss. Yeah, she, she just loves that stuff. And some, I thought I got it all away from her, and then I looked down, and she's chewing on the one that, you know, I, I pulled it apart, and then I wrapped it around one of those plastic things. And apparently, embroidery floss wrapped around a piece of plastic is like gum, because she was just, like, chomping away at it. She loved it. Oh, right, it has a bed in it. I forgot you had a guest. Okay. Between all the years of dailies when I was doing nano. Okay, good. I'm. I, it, it's good to hear because it is a lot of work, even though it's not. They're not long, but it's it's a lot to come up with. It's a lot to remember to post and all of that. So. Um, I I like knowing that you guys enjoy it. I have to put ink in my pen. There's so much to get out of her mouth. Yes. Well, she didn't, um, she didn't unravel it all. Most of it was still wrapped around the plastic thing. I'm going to try to put ink in my pen right now. If you suddenly hear a lot of swearing, it is because I knocked it over. Okay, that works. She didn't swallow any. No, 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 it wasn't that bad. It was, it was not, it was just her playing with it and me trying to get it away from her before she swallowed it, or there was more of a mess than already there was. My, I'm feeling from a little ink vent one. Did you guys answer whether you want 12 days leading up to Christmas or 12 days after Christmas? So glad my cat doesn't go after random things on the floor anymore. I remember the time I had to stop her from swallowing a thumbtack she somehow found. Wow. Her, Rose's favorite treats um, are like a jerky type thing that come with a thing of silica gel in the packet. And 
the silica gel, of course, tastes like the treat because it's been sitting among the treats. And I dropped it once and had a panic. I think I told you guys this because you told me you have to eat a lot of silica gel to actually have it harm you. But I still don't want my dog eating silica gel, just in case. After. Well, I can't do 12 days of streaming Evil Myrrh after Christmas. That's the problem. Um. Hey, Phased Out. Good to see you. Um. The real danger of silica beads is the size of them. They're perfect size for choking, but I imagine a lot of them would be quite bad for anyone, even if they got through the cho throat without choking. Well, this was a packet, but she probably would have tried to swallow it whole. I've seen her swallow some things whole that I won't talk about, but... Like, she's this medium-sized dog, and when she opens her jaws, it's like she unhinges like a snake. It's terrifying. It's apparently really bad to pull string out of a cat's or dog's throat because it can cause friction damage. Ah! Well, again, I don't think she, she had it in her teeth, not her throat. My cat sends hopefully at anything with a disfood look on her face. Yeah. Um... I'll figure something out. She's been known to reject floor ham. Yeah, my dog's rejected things before. Our friend's dog was a little Yorkie and one day she ate two and a half pairs of flip-flops and half a remote control. I don't wish harm on any animals, but I'm thinking, like, maybe that was evolution in action. I, like, wh how does a... I know domestication means they rely on us, but really, how does that, how do you evolve into something that just, like, thing? Think I'll eat it. A friend of mine had a joke in college, and he would say, if you can pass it, you should eat it. But that's not very... practical. Or safe. The dog lived another seven years after that. Wow. Yes, <laughs> not even could eat it. You should eat it, yeah. It, it was one of those... progression... Of, of conversations that ended with if you can pass it you should eat it that's what I always say we were talking about food we weren't even talking about like flip flops or anything was that person actually a dog no no he wasn't he was my best friend from college apologies for flying visit got a concern con con meeting at the half past okay good to see you phased out it's like my writing advice. If the reader can technically read it, you should write it. <laughs> I think dogs are scavengers. Presumably after a million years of that behavior, they'd be dystopian garbage disposal, roaming the waste and eating depleted uranium. Yeah. I didn't realize how stressed out I was about that package getting there in time. Pooh. If I say half eight, do you think the unwritten word is past or before? Past. I see half eight as 8.30. Um... Two years ago, I had a ambitious thought. I was definitely not 
a successful is the wrong word. I, I was not a streamer with a solid audience at the time. And I still thought I should do, when I found out about Amazon, Amazon Prime had just come out with their uh, watch party ability that you can stream a movie on Twitch and comment on it um, with significant restrictions. But I thought it would be fun to do a bunch of watch parties and it was a disaster. Um, we had at most one or two viewers at a time and one I found out that the person was not in the US and they couldn't watch the movie but they were just hanging out because it just to keep me company. He, he he would just hear my comments on the movie and couldn't see the movie. It was it was awful. But the best part was we had um I had Grant Pachoco on to do Emmett Otter's Junk Band Christmas with because he's a Henson puppeteer, so he gave a lot of interesting backstory to Emmett Otter. Um but anyway, I was I was thinking about doing that again, maybe that I have um another that now that I have a little bit more of a solid audience. But I'm not sure when I would do it. I was trying to get uh kids are asleep to do it with me. Um to participate, you need to be in the US and have Amazon Prime. Try to do Santa Claus versus the Martians with Alistair Stewart, who had Amazon Prime, but he was in the UK, and we could not sync up at all. It was very, very upsetting. And granted, this was two years ago. Maybe it's gotten better, but uh, you have to link Twitch and Amazon Prime and all that stuff. It was one of those things where it's like, once you get it set up, it could be cool, but the limitations are US only, Amazon Prime only, you have to log in. Um, yeah. Got another email trying to entice me to buy the dang $920 pen. Yeah, I saw that email come in, Preemie. I have not looked at it. I bought two pens last week to celebrate winning NaNoWriMo, and I'm done buying pens for a little while. Um, I did not buy ink. I'm very proud of myself because, you know, after Inkvent, I have... This is only about half the month. So... And I didn't even pick them all up. So, yeah, I've got plenty of ink. Plenty of ink now. I believe in our ability to MST3K a film, yes. And also, unfortunately, a lot of the movies I would love to comment on are on Netflix. But you get so many different colors. I'm not complaining, but I already have a bunch of different colors because of the ink vent. And I bought the holiday colors from um, the New Orleans independent pen uh, store I found. They had custom uh, holiday colors, and so I bought that. Um, yeah. I'm gonna look at the pen. I gotta look at the pen. Ooh, that's pretty. Visconti Opera Master Combustion. What does that mean? Oh, I see. The name of the pen, the brand is Visconti. The pen name specifically is Opera Master, and the color is Combustion. I thought it was red and black. Each pen is individually numbered out of 88. Oh, I see. That's why it's $900, because they need they only have 88 to sell, so they need to make their money back. I don't know. The pen explodes. The pen... You need pens for each color. Wow, that's a lot of pens. The pen shoots flames when you click the button five times. Oh, it is very pretty. Wow, it's so pretty that that's the only one they were talking about in the um, 
Oh man! I thought I got a real follower. That's dedicated spam. That's um. That's someone who waited. Thank you, kids are asleep. They waited the 10 minutes before they could speak to spam the channel. I don't ban spammers, I need the views. Yep, that's $920, but Preemie, you didn't say the pen was on sale. It's on, it's, it's marked down from $1,150. Now that is a savings of math I don't want to do on stream. But it's a savings of more than $100. More than $100. Yes, more than $100. So you just, you, yes, we better buy it because it's on sale. Pre-sale, $850. Sale starts marked down from $1,100. Yeah, that's a possibility. The other colors are Polynesia, Savannah, and Antarctica. Yeah, that's just a blue and white pen. Polynesia is a blue and dark gray pen. Yeah, I don't know. For $920, the pen should allow me the ability to write something down about my enemies and have it happen later, yeah. The special notebook, that's true, I've heard of that notebook. Hey, Underpope. You missed the very dedicated spammer. At least it isn't blue and gold. You might get arguments about what color it is. Yeah, that was that was the thing. That was the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. I um. Been convinced that I should buy most of my holiday presents from Paperback Paradise at uh, comfyjunior.com. That is the very weird site that takes older paperbacks and removes their... and gives them a name that fits... that the, the, the creator thinks fits the cover art better. And it's absolutely hysterical. And now you can get um, prints of them. My favorite is, is be right back, babe. I just got to stop by the goblin sex dungeon. Yeah, there's some fun cat ones. There's some not safe for work ones. The words, not the art. There's one that looks like an Audubon book, but it's called Piece of Shit Birds. That dress made me doubt my sanity. Yeah, it was, I did not get that at all. I get to see the Monty Python song with the Vikings. I don't know, you know, it's, it's, I informed my wife that the wedding plus honeymoon was her birthday and Christmas present this year, but I'm gonna wrap the Darrell O'Brien tickets I got three weeks ago and give her those. 
I think I might want to give her something for Christmas. Even if it's small. The Accuracy Birds merch, yes. Accuracy equals they're, they're drawn birds on top with like humanish butts and legs below. That one was a thing. I'm really hoping my uh, mother-in-law gives that to somebody. Meeting starting, gotta go. Bye, phased out. Um, which part, Daniel? The, the accuracy equals butts? Yeah, another, another good um, paperback paradise one is um, Skeletons Fucked Up My Naked Husband. And the subtitle is An evening of lovemaking turns into grave digging when jealous skeletons show up and beat a man to death for trying to nut on a full moon. By Herman Filth. It's um, one of my favorite things ever. Paperback Paradise. And if you want to buy it from them, it's comfyjunior.com. I'm not sponsored. I just love them. I think I'm going to need to go soon because there's food to get and there's um, work to do. If I can turn my brain into something that can do work. But thank you all. I also need to check on Matt again. Because he still hasn't answered any of my pings. Um, yeah, no. No, okay. Uh, should be back tomorrow for a BarCon, I think. Um, maybe some gaming? I don't know. We'll see what, what comes up. I'm gonna be kind of relaxed this month, although more structured than last month. So we'll see. Um, thank you guys for, you know, hanging out with me and, and being flexible when I'm flexible or not very good at being consistent, but, um, yeah. Good to see everybody. Let me move to the next scene, see if that works out with my Christmassy thing. Um, let's see, we got the mic, we got me. I forgot to turn on my live thing. I knew I forgot something. There we go. And uh, I'm gonna see if anybody's online to raid. It's 1.30. I think usually the only one online is Claire. Uh, oh, I just heard from Matt. He's alive. He sends his regrets and apologies. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. This podcast was produced under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Music provided by Devo Spice. DevoSpice.com This is a free podcast brought to you by the kindness of our patrons. If you would like to also be kind and a patron, go to patreon.com slash mightymurr.